Hello, how are you? I'm Robin James and you are listening to Self-Isolation, the podcast, going it alone together. Now we are on to episode two, welcome back or welcome to, if you're new to this, we had Lona Lux on the last episode, which was yesterday, and today we have one of my mates, we've got Emma Guns. Now, Emma is an interesting character, and um, not only is she one of my really great friends, um, she's also a great human being. Now, Emma started in the beauty journalism world, she's a beauty editor, and now she's kind of crossed over into this world of content creation. She's also got a podcast, she's got this beauty and lifestyle, um, almost like a self, actually is, self-help podcast, which will be linked down below in the show notes. I would say after this, obviously, go across and check her out. Here we go, Emma Guns answering the self-isolation six on self-isolation the podcast. Emma Guns, hello. Hello, hi. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm I'm good, thank you. Welcome to self-isolation. Well, thank you for having me. What a treat to be your second guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are most welcome. Second guest, but always in my heart and at the top of my heart. You, you've been on my case, but you are going to be getting the self-isolation six. I can't wait. Are you nervous? Are you ready? Are you prepped? You obviously heard Lorna's podcast with me, so you've got a bit of an idea about what's coming. Yes, I thought that was such a good conversation, by the way. I really like Lorna Lux a lot. And um, she just she makes me laugh. She gets it very real. And uh, I was walking in the park, well, social distancing, and properly lolling along at some of the stuff, which was very good. <laughs> so there we go. I mean, Lorna's sort of favourite place is the Savoy. But our first self-isolation <laughs> six question yeah. Is actually exactly that. We're, we're asking, we being me, we're mm -hmm. in the world, and that can be a place, a hotel, a home, your closet, wherever it might be. Would you want to self isolate? Where? Take me there. <laughs> Take you there. Um, it's not so much a place. I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, I would be self isolating with my family, but at the moment, I am at risk of potentially, uh, you know, spreading. So I'm not. Um, but I thought long and hard about this question because I thought, oh, the Maldives. Yes, the Maldives. Overwater villa. Fabulous. Maybe a penthouse apartment in New York. And it all sounds rather fabulous. But actually, can I be really boring and say, I think it's really um, important when asked that question to just be wherever it is that you are. Like, mm -hmm. if you're with yourself <laughs> and you can be okay with that and you can not feel anxious or unsettled by just being in your own company for a little while, wherever that, wherever that may be. That's probably quite a good place to be, I think. I think also we are both, uh, and I'm sure you don't mind me saying this, we are single ladies, we're ready to go. <laughs> and it's like, we, we do, we, we spend a lot of time by ourselves and that's you yeah. know, out of choice. Um, yeah. You kind of get used to kind of working in a certain way and not having anyone in your space and kind of just getting up, doing whatever you want and when you want to do it. Yeah, and I think I'm probably one of those um, extroverted introverts where I think if you meet me, you would think that I'm outgoing and like being around people. But actually, I really, really do need quite a lot of downtime. I need a lot of time to myself. And I've only really, as a 42-year-old woman, only recently, probably in the last two years, got a grip of what that means in that kind of recharging time. Because it's not about 
being inactive or suddenly going into standby mode. It's about being really active when you're by yourself. It is important to have that time by yourself to recharge. Mm. But I suppose when you're being forced into this this time, that's when you kind of work out what you can and can't do. I actually saw on your Instagram stories, mm. your gym set up at home. So you're mm. really sort of settled and you know what you're doing and you've got your weights and you've got your yoga mat. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you thought, do you know what, I'm going to keep on going with this? Oh, yeah. I I mean, y- you know me, Robin. I I have to exercise. I like to exercise as well. It's not just to have. It's like I like to exercise. I like to be physically capable. I like to set myself goals and reach them, physical ones. And as lovely as it is to go to a gym and to run on a treadmill, and I've been a member of many gyms in my time, and I've done gone to many classes, etc. And I do still love a spin class. For me, as somebody who works from home, uh, I'm a single income household, so the buck stops with me. Time is money. And for me, the time traveling to a gym is sort of dead time, if you like. You know, the flat's not huge, but there's there's enough room in the living room to create, to have space to work out. And I do 30 minutes. I keep my heart rate above 130 beats per minute for 30 minutes three times a week. And that is something that I do first thing in the morning because it clears my mind, sets me up for the day. I am far more productive if I'm working from home, if I work out first thing, whether that's one of my little circuits or whether it's going out for a walk in the park. But it's also something that also just, it just starts the day. So it's really important for my physical health and also my mental health, which is what I'm getting towards, to be able to get up, do something, be active and achieve something like tick that box. It's really important to get up and very quickly achieve something, which is why whenever anyone says to me that they're working from home or uh, recently my Facebook group's been very active, people saying I'm really struggling to suddenly being home all the time, it's such a big change. I always say, just make your bed. The first thing you do in the morning, make your bed because that's one thing done. That's a to-do list, tick, you've already achieved something. And that's so important for our mental health to feel like you're achieving and not just freewheeling through the day so you you are a worker bee you work extremely hard and um you've obviously are quite I was gonna say militant there but you are so regimented which I think is commendable but also like pretty full-on to sort of relax and in your self-isolation what are you watching or what are you reading? Are you binging on something? You're Netflix girl, you're Amazon. Well, it's it's a good observation, Robin, and you know me well enough to know that I am all or nothing, which actually can be seen as being a really positive personality attribute, but actually can also set you, set you up for failure. So uh, that's something to sort of put a pin in. But uh, for me, I am somebody who could very easily just binge watch and just gorge on the things that I love, particularly when it comes to entertainment. So I do have to be quite regimented if I'm working from home and especially during this period of self-isolation. So I do have my entertainment hours or evenings. And at the moment, if I want pure joy, and I've seen it before, and I ration myself to viewing it once a year, but I watch Heart of Dixie, which is four seasons. It's an American television show written by this brilliant woman called Leila Gerstein. And it is, um, Rachel Bilson is a New York City doctor who goes to Bluebell, Alabama. And, you know, you can imagine. And it's just, it's a happy, happy place. Nothing bad happens. Hearts get broken and that's about it. 
and it's really joyous and joyful. So if I'm ever feeling, oh, the world just seems a little bit too much for me at the mm. moment, Heart of Dixie, Bluebell, Alabama is a really nice place to go to <laughs> on vacation. It's so, so lovely. And one thing I've been saving, but I'm going to enjoy during self-isolation, which means enjoy it episode by episode and not binge watch it. And I know you'll be into this too, is Pose season two. The category is... The first season was so wonderful and so magical and I did binge watch that in fact I think in one weekend and in a way I've I've seen that season two is available and I have been keeping it at arm's length because I thought I want to enjoy you it's like I rushed the starter and I'm going to savor the main <laughs> so so I am going to get into that but then it's perfectly fine to binge watch something like Friday Night Dinner which is hilarious or um, as you know I'm a big fan of any Real Housewives franchise so I do keep abreast of Bravo and Vanderpump rules and things oh, like that. Whilst I'm, you know, whilst I'm cooking in the evening, have it on the laptop mm -hmm. or the iPad as I'm doing something. But um, yeah, I think the important thing with self-isolation, even working from home is, is really just sort of being measured about your entertainment. Mm. And if, you, if ever I do sit down at 11 o'clock in the morning and think, oh, well, I'll just catch up on last night's Real Housewives of New Jersey. I have to go, no, Emma, this is you not with your eye on the prize. What would Robin say? And Robin would, Robin would have a word with me is what would happen. <laughs> I mean, Robin's probably having a glass of wine on the sofa, to be honest. Robin <laughs> doesn't even know his own name at the moment. Um, no, never quite that far. Um, but you, you are someone that I feel like has some great recommendations for TV shows to watch or things to mm -hmm. read. Um, it was actually you that got me into Pose. Um, if you've not seen Pose, I will, I will link it. It's now on Netflix. Um, the first season was just so great. Phenomenal. Um, so much heart. The, like, mm -hmm. the storytelling. And all based upon real life events and stuff that really yeah. went on. Um, mm -hmm. And stuff that, you know, is still bubbling away at the moment. Season two is amazing. It's the up the gloss. It's beautiful the way it's been shot. And um, mm -hmm. you've also just got me into, and I don't know if I told you this, um, but the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt, Schmidt. Yes. Oh, I love Ellen Kemper. She's so... It's it so Ellen? great. Also, she, I mean, she, the, the start, and this is not giving anything away, the start of the show is about her coming out of... Oh, yeah. Um, of basically being locked in. She's been a prisoner um, underground yeah. for a guy that says that the world is ending. And this is about her sort of rehabilitating into the world and having the mind of a, of a 15 or 16 year old girl now as a, a fully formed woman. Um, so when you are sitting watching one of many gorgeous uh, US dramas or A Real Housewife, what are you like drinking? What one drink do you stock up on? This is so lame. It's Pepsi Max. Because well, I know that you spoke with Lorna and Lorna obviously has a taste for rosé. You like a red wine. We both like a cocktail. But um, yeah, for me, I, I ages ago, I had Caroline Hirons and Nadine Bagot on my podcast and they really gave me a hard time for drinking alone. And I don't drink excessively. I don't drink a bottle, but I'll sometimes have a glass of red wine or two with my dinner. And it's a real treat. It's like a real grown-up thing of, I'm now going to watch Pose season one. I'm going to have a glass of Pinot Noir. Um, and they said it's really unhealthy to drink by yourself. And I, I don't necessarily fully agree with that. But I did, over the weekend, I did get a glass, a, a bottle of red wine. And I thought, oh, well, I'll have a glass of red wine every night while I'm self-isolating. It's kind of a nice, a nice thing to do. Because it also, again, it's one of those things that 
sort of puts a demarcation between work day and relaxing part of the day if you're not leaving the house. And I didn't enjoy it. And actually, when I knew this question was coming up, I thought I just have to be really honest and say um, it would be Pepsi Max. Well, it's oat milk lattes or oat milk flat whites in the before 12, Pepsi Max, and then um, it'll be peppermint tea and sleepy time tea. <laughs> How well, dull. I mean, you've got to do what works for you. And also Pepsi Max is such a show. Although Pepsi Max always makes me think of when I was at university and I would have a, a Pepsi Max and a vodka and I would do what was called a power shower, which is an hour of getting ready. And I'd normally take my Pepsi Max and vodka into the shower with me. Um, I should, I would advise don't do that. You are so slip so and fall. <laughs> I mean, you say bougie, but it was polar bear vodka um, with a Pepsi Max. And yeah, and my hair was bigger than ever. I had some questionable fashion choices. Um, so if I could recommend anything, is have a power shower. You'll love it, especially with a Pepsi Max. To be fair, one thing I've never done, which I think I should do at some point, is have a glass of champagne whilst in a bubble bath. Have you ever done that? Uh, yes. <laughs> have you ever done that? Uh, yeah. I had. Um, I went away to uh, a, a pretty nice spa hotel, not like the one we went to. Me and Emma, so oh. no, me and Emma had a, a had a weekend away, and um, <laughs> and we were so we, disappointed. <laughs> We enjoyed each other's company, but um, the spa hotel was not great. But the one I did go to, which was great in the Cotswolds, um, I had a huge bubble bath and quite a lot of champagne, and it was absolute perfection. Mm. Mm. Recommended. Oh, I also did it in Monaco, just to drop a few places here, um, (laughs) just after I'd been to the Grand Prix with Lewis Hamilton. Um, And then I got a massage straight after it in my bedroom. I mean, there you go. I don't know why you've invited me on this podcast when you can Sorry. pull out something like that. Gee whiz. I've been really lucky in my job in that I used to do travel reviews and my travel, my former travel editor who used to organise those press trips was somebody I got on very well with. And the other thing is that when you are the beauty editor, you have currency. So you you keep the travel editor stocked up with her favourite beauty goodies, fragrances, etc. And you get to go to the Maldives, which is basically <laughs> what happened. And But the thing is, is that when you travel on your own to these places, it feels so silly, or it used to, but we'll come mm. on to this. It used to feel very silly to do something as extravagant as have champagne in a bubble bath, because you think, well, no one else is here to enjoy it. And we come back to my earlier point about it needs to be about, well, you will enjoy it. So that's enough. No mm. one else needs to be around for you to get enjoyment out of that lovely thing. Exactly. I just have a real... Uh sort of image in my head of you now here spinning around on your chair in the office as beauty editor and sort of siding <laughs> up to uh, the travel editor saying listen Kelly right I've got a couple of Charlotte Tilbury <laughs> lipsticks you get me to the Maldives love these are yours and then just like dangling them in front of her really enjoyable <laughs> it, yeah. it feels like it works and um, you are someone who is very self-aware and um, when we talk which is often um mm-hmm. uh I feel like you have a real understanding of who you are and kind of what makes you tick. You understand what triggers you. You understand what motivates you. You understand what you need. So in this whole self-isolation period, do you think there's anything that it might teach you about yourself? That's such a re- that's such an interesting question. And it's such a nice observation for you to say, you think I seem self-aware and all of those things, because actually it feels like a lot of hard work. Um, so it doesn't, it, and I really admire people who appear that way. Um, but it, especially when it looks like it just comes easily, you know, people who are born like it to really take us off on a tangent. 
I was watching the Harry Styles interview on Howard Stern the other day. And Harry Styles seems like, in that interview certainly, seems like somebody who just can handle any question and doesn't look or seem phased. And he stands by everything that comes out of his mouth. He doesn't seem to be... And I was watching it and I was really beginning to admire him, just thinking, you clearly know who you are. So the self-isolating self-isolation thing is quite interesting for me personally, because as you know, Robin, because you're my mate, um, last year I really tried to become self-sufficient in a way that I hadn't been before. So I moved house without telling anyone or asking anyone for any help. I think you were one of two people who knew that I was even moving. Um, And then I also had breast reduction surgery and I didn't want to rely on anyone else for that, which all sounds, and so did it by myself, got the tube there, got a taxi home, you know, just laid low for a bit. I mean, not that I'm a, not that I've been diagnosed or anything or had a therapist talk me through it, but um, that's because I was feeling that I was struggling with something called codependency. Um, and one of the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and a sense of identity. So it would be that case of unless somebody was around to see it or share it, I, I wasn't doing things. It didn't seem worth it because I wasn't putting, because I, I thought, well, just doing it for myself isn't worth it. Well, of course it is. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of work last year to sort of tell the story on trying to become self-sufficient. And now I'm in a period like this where it's being forced on me. And yet in December, I self-isolated without really meaning to or realizing what I was doing just because I was very busy creating a lot of content. So I was at home a lot and the weather was rubbish. And I was like, oh, I can't be bothered to go into town. And by the end of the month, I was feeling quite, I could feel the mist of depression just on the horizon. And so I very hard in January, right, went, right, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to be out every day. I'm not going to have more than two days working from home in succession because I know that that makes me feel quite flat. I'm going to do this, that and the other. And then all of that has kind of, the rug has been pulled out from underneath those plans. So what will it hopefully what this period of self-isolation will do will flex the muscles that maybe I haven't been working as hard recently that I did last year um, and will maybe make me force me to understand how I can spend many consecutive days in my own company without feeling flat. I, I do know though and you post quite a lot of these gorgeous sort of makeup selfies when you've been trying makeup at home um, or as you say you've got new gym gear. Is there, does self-isolation change that? Do you have something that you like to wear or do you have a certain sort of beauty routine during self-isolation? I don't, I try to not change anything um, and one of the things I would go back and tell myself from eight years ago as she was about to go freelance is um get up every morning and put a face on and even if it's not a full face like go in go into the bathroom or wherever it is that you are and just put some makeup on and brush your hair through or put the tongs through your hair people might not see you might not see anyone all day apart from you know the postman or a delivery man but or women but you, it's not about, if you get up, you, you have to get up, get dressed, put makeup on and do your hair because it's just basic self-respect. Because if you only do that for other people's benefit, then I think you're sending yourself a negative message. You look great in a red lip, I do have to say. 
Thanks. Thank you. It's that, do you know what, that selfie I put up recently of me in that almost like neon red lip. Even I look at that and think that really does suit you. <laughs> that color really does work on you. <laughs> That's and when you thing. find a red lip that works there's no mm. going back i don't love the texture of it though so um i need somebody to make it in a cream texture rather than a matte texture because i can't stand that lipstick well emma you've just said i need someone but you know what i would say to you oh i should make you it. <laughs> absolutely you have just you have found an issue so there's the problem <laughs> and now it's about working the opportunity gather that information analyze it devise it get it moving get that creamy red lip by emma guns <laughs> noted i shall put that on my list of things to do thanks robin do you know what job i would like to have is to work with a makeup brand to name their lipsticks and eyeshadows It'd be so much fun because you could go quite abstract like i got some i got some foundation sent to me yesterday and there's desert beige and desert ivory and tawny and things like that and i just think should we just not be a bit more inventive? Like, when, who wants to put beige on mm. their face? That's how you do your spare room in the eighties. Um, so I, yeah, I, but I, but I would love to. I would love to create. That's why I think I really latched onto like Pat McGrath and Charlotte Tilbury's collections because they named their lipsticks really well, and there was a bit of a story there. It wasn't just um, dusky bay or dusky rose. There was there's a story to the lipstick, and I think Bobby Brown started doing that years ago when she named lipsticks after celebrities that she'd worked with. And when I say years ago, I mean God, like thirty years ago now. Um, mm. But I like I like a bit of a story. But I also like it when they're just completely abstract and like <laughs> I don't know, light lightning strike for a highlighter. I mean, yeah, come on, God. <laughs> it's like hot night out. Yeah, hungover. Yeah. <laughs> One for the Looking road. Looking like shit. Yeah, one for the road, yeah. <laughs> Strawberry dreams. Champagne bubble bath. Let, if you got sent a, a champagne coloured highlighter or like a mousse highlighter called champagne bubble bath, you'd oh wear it. You? <laughs> <laughs> Let the bubbles work their magic. Champagne jacuzzi, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one's that one's not quite as high end. Oh, it is. I feel like That's... the bubble bath, I, I'm seeing like this huge sort of roll top bath, whereas the bubble bath is a little bit like sort of 80s, sort of dodgy spa. That's something yeah. just bubbling in the corner, yeah. Every seven minutes having to press the button to get the bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Uncle Bob, who's really not moving from the corner. You're not quite sure what he's up to. Um, you are a woman of many talents, I will say, from creamy lipsticks to militant workouts. But, um, and and this, as I said to Lorna, can go any way you like. This is the mm. last of the self-isolation six. Mm. What mm. one thing can you do better alone than with anyone else when you're alone? Sing and dance. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, talk me through it. Well, I just, I definitely, I enjoy singing and I enjoy a boogie, but... Um, <laughs> a boogie, <laughs> right. <laughs> such an old tart. Um, I love a boogie and my strawberry lipstick. <laughs> Get me Lambrini double packed. So I'm going to alienate so many people by saying that. Double fisting. <laughs> double fisting the Lambrini. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, but I think I'm more confident singing alone if that makes any sense whatsoever mm. i second guess myself if people are watching so that's why i couldn't do x factor or pop idol i remember cindy lauper saying once that singing is like praying 
and not being a particularly religious person, but I kind of get that thing of like when you when you do sing something and it feels really good, like it it obviously it resonates through your entire body. It feels really, really nice. So um yeah, I like I like a bit of a sing song. And I was on on my walk in the park this morning and I was listening to I'm just gonna check the name of the song on the playlist. Here I go again by White Snake, the 2018 Green mm. And there is a bit in there's a bit in the bridge where he hits a really high note. And I was walking along smiling because I thought, I reckon I could hit that. I think I walk a very fine line between looking between not well between looking like a normal citizen and looking like a citizen who should you should cross the street to avoid and I think that would be an action that would make people think nope she's definitely a weirdo this is the time for you this is the time to really hone those singing skills get those dancing feet a moving get that lipstick done it's all about making and creating opportunities isn't it this is what the self-isolation I think has the potential to do is to make you actually realize yes it might feel like lots of things are closing off like social life, going out, work, whatever. But actually it's sort of looking, reframing it and thinking, well, what's it opening up? And it's opening up time and um, you can choose to fill that time in a way that makes Mm -hmm. you feel really good. And if you don't know what makes you feel really good, now's the time to ask yourself those questions, I guess. What can I do, just me, that makes me feel really good? And it's actually, I think, and I said this before, is that we are all in this together. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. we can all be learning new things or trying new things, but everyone is quite literally locked in and Mm. and doing things. So just like like we're doing, talking to other people, it's like you've actually made me think, maybe I'll check that app out or Mm -hmm. maybe I'll work things out where I'm doing something different every hour. But Emma, we've done our self-isolation six. You have been, as expected, an absolute babe. always so good making me think about life just slightly deeper um and you've definitely given me some food for thought but for for the people listening who want to see how you're going to be getting on with all these different things from the lipstick creation which will happen <laughs> and all your other day-to-day pursuits and um, i will link absolutely everything from emma down below in the show notes and um, and just thank you emma thank you so much for your time thank you always always so great um, you're my boo, sure, you know that. Oh, I am your boo, and you're my boo. <laughs> um, we'll get ourselves into some sort of sleazy spa as soon as this is over with several cocktails and a, and oh, a yeah. Lamborghini double parked. Um, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll be talking to you on the flip side. Thank you again. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. So there you go Emma Guns on Self Isolation, the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Really hope you've enjoyed this one. If you have and you maybe want to share the love, then send it across to a friend. And also leave me a review on your podcast app provider of choice. Thank you again. And I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.